Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Winning is fun. South Carolina men's basketball for the 20th time this season. They get the dub as they hold off the Rebels of Old Miss, who came into Colonial Life Arena. Give the Rebels credit. They battled back in the second half, but your 15th-ranked Gamecocks, they're able to get the W to improve now to 20-3 and on the year. And with the win, intern Joe. He's intern Joe. I'm Mike Eva. With the win tonight, South Carolina earns their 20th win on the season for the first time since that Final Four run back during 2016-17, which, of course, was also the last time the Gamecocks were ranked prior to this week. Uh, Welcome in, everybody. Appreciate you joining us. This is something that we're going to be doing for the rest of the year with men's basketball as they continue to have a very historic whatever else you want to call it i mean no one saw this coming and do all due respect to lamont paris and the players at least everyone outside of the building no one could have seen this coming and for south carolina with the win tonight not to get too crazy with the win tonight now that game tomorrow in the state of alabama between the the crimson tide and auburn makes it even bigger because if auburn is able to beat alabama well, there's a three-way tie atop the SEC, and your Gamecocks will be tied in first in conference play. Having said all that, regardless of what happens tomorrow night, Gamecocks get the W. To me, Joe, more than anything about this game, especially in the first half, my biggest question about this team was how are they going to look after being ranked, right? We've seen how this team responded after a couple of losses, right, whether it be the Clemson game, whether it be the Georgia game, I might look at those two in particular, to see how they responded after beating Kentucky, to see how they responded against Tennessee. Okay, but how would they respond tonight, knowing that that place was going to be sold out? You had over 5,000, 5,000 student tickets were, were, were bought. And on top of that, for the first time in 364 weeks, you're playing back at CLA, ranked. It wasn't perfect by any means in the second half. Give Ole Miss credit for fighting back. Played a little sloppy at time. But end of the day, this team came out ready to go in the first half, and they did what they've been doing all season long, which is finding ways to win in the end, especially close games. Yeah, Mike, absolutely. Just all around good win here. Um, obviously, it was a little bit closer than you would have wanted. Um, you know, down the stretch, Ole Miss was able to hit some shots in the mid range. 
Uh, but you know, you got the job done, right? Surviving advance, Ole Miss, that's a really good basketball team. We we talked about it um on our Monday show with the rankings. Jack Veltri and I did, and he will be joining us here shortly, I believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ole Miss, a really good basketball team. They're probably going to make the tournament at as an at-large at this point. Um, so, you know, very big win for the Cox against Chris Beard, um, really talented basketball coach. And, you know, he made some adjustments, Coach Beard and, and, and the Rebels did in that second half, you know, kind of had South Carolina on the ropes. But I think the biggest thing here, Mike, um, the story of this game, you know, is South Carolina's ability to just keep it moving, right? You know, you didn't yep. have the best, you know, day from, from the field, especially in that second half. You were abysmal, abysmal shooting the basketball in that second half, but you found a way to win. And it was good that you did it on your home floor. Shout out to everyone who made it out to Colonial Life on a school night, um, as always, on Tuesday nights. Our fans do a great job of packing that place on a Tuesday night. Um, it's, it looked like one of the best atmospheres in the country yet again on a Tuesday night. So shout out to everyone who made it. Uh, to Colonial Life, um, and again, very big win for these Gamecocks, beating, again, like I said, uh, a team that's probably going to make the tournament in Ole Miss. Yeah, taking a look at the stat sheet tonight, I don't know if there's anything in particular that stands out to you, Joe, Yeah. as far as what we saw, whether it be statistically, whether it be by uh, an individual performance, anything that jumps yeah. out to you? Colin Murray boils for starters. Um, we had been talking about his performance as a freshman leading up to this game. Um, and I think this was, you know, the 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 peak of, of his freshman year so far, right? This is the best game we've seen Colin Murray Boyles play from end to end, right? No mistakes on his end, really. Um, you know, looks good on the defensive end, had that massive block. Mike, we were joking before the show about the gift that you made. Really, really, really good performance out of CMB. Um, you know, led your team in, in scoring tonight, and that's it's pretty good as a freshman. And we've talked about it too a little bit as well. You know, how kind of Josh Gray and BJ Mack are the yin and yang at, at center position, and then you have CMB in the middle balancing them all out. So 16 points from the freshman tonight, again, leading your team in scoring. Very, very, very big day. Um, and again, it, it goes to I mean, Don Staley talked about this on the broadcast too, but they have anybody that can step up, right? They anybody can step up when they need when they need them to. And I mean, CMB was the example of that tonight, right, Mike? I mean, just stepping up. I mean, he's been in the starting rotation for a while, but when you needed him the most to guard, you know, um, all of that height that Ole Miss brings to the table, CMB was fantastic. I mean, yep. he's 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 what I'm uh, you know pointing towards in this game. Yeah, I think look. When you're a team like South Carolina, we've mentioned this, I think, on what, Sunday during your show, the walkthrough. Check out Intern Joe's show on Sundays. But yes. the reality is, is this. I mean, obviously, tonight, you knew that Ole Miss was going to give you their best. Now, certainly in the first half, South Carolina came out swinging. You're leading by double digits at the half. A lot of things are going your way, okay? Having said that, I don't want to say South Carolina took their foot off the pedal because that hasn't been the M.O. of this team. And I don't think that was the case tonight. What I do think was the case, though, is that Ole Miss, again, heading into tonight, you look at South Carolina a hell of a lot different heading into tonight in comparison to how people viewed them not just a week ago, but two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Now, I know that's easier said now because of that ranking, but even regardless of that ranking, take the 15 out of it. The fact of what South Carolina has been able to do over the last two weeks. We said this. Look how quickly, after the Kentucky game, there were people that came out. And I'm saying people. I'm talking about the national coverage, right? college basketball reporters. How quickly the narrative wasn't, okay, hey, South Carolina played a hell of a game. 
Hey, South Carolina did a lot of good things defensively. They forced Kentucky to take a lot of shot clock violations, especially in the first half, something that Kentucky really didn't do at all prior to that game. Notice how quickly, instead of talking about that, it shifted to, uh, you know what, Kentucky, they had an off night. Uh, you know what, man, gee, look what Michi Johnson did. Oh, the kid was making shots. And that freaking lingered. That freaking lingered into the weekend. Because South Carolina goes out there. Michi had an off night. I mean, we heard the comment from Calipari after his game that weekend when Kentucky played whoever the freak they played on that Saturday. And he got, you know, word got back to him. Wait a minute, this kid who made all the shots against us, he met. So I bring that up to say the fact that USC was able to beat Tennessee, it proved that, hey, you know what? This team's pretty good. And as we've said throughout the rest of the season with the Gamecocks, that target on their back is a hell of a lot bigger. It was a hell of a lot bigger tonight than it's been all season long. I mean, he certainly was big headed into Athens last weekend. And Athens, I mean, give Georgia credit. They shot lights out, especially that first half. But I bring these things up, Joe, because this is the reality of it. And as we've said many times before, even before they beat Tennessee, even before they beat Kentucky, I go back to that game against Missouri, which was a close one, the first one. The first one where they beat Missouri earlier in the year. Just find ways to continue to win, right? The old Raiders saying it, just win, baby. You go back to last season, the amount of games in which South Carolina lost when games were decided by six points or less, I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. And yet that was an 11-win team. Well, this team's been able to find ways to win games, Joe. I mean, I think it's easy to say, well, last year's team wouldn't have found a way to win. Yeah, no kidding. But the whole point about it is the growth the, the development, this team doesn't panic when they're in situations like that. And I think that's a big part too. All right, they blew, they blew a big lead in the second half. All right, but you know what? They didn't panic. They found ways to get the job done. And at the end of the day, you get another W. You improve now to 20-3 and three on the year, and you just keep on moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and shout out to this South Carolina team for being able to find a way to control things down the stretch, right? You know, it looked like the game was getting out of hand. Ole Miss was running in transition, and you're like, oh, here we go again. But, you know, shout out to the Gamecocks for, you know, and, and again, Beard had them on the ropes, right? Ole Miss had them on the ropes. It looked like, you know, this game might have been out of their control, but they found a way to get back in it, just consistently put up points. On the offensive end, I mean, you weren't scoring on every trip, but you scored when you needed to, right? Drew a foul when you needed to. Um, and, you know, it's really, really, really hard to control the game, especially when you're getting chased like that in the second half. So credit to the Gamecocks for just, again, finding a way, survive in advance, right? You can exhale after this one and then look ahead to Vandy on Saturday. Um, so, you know, again, very, very big win. And I think it proves a lot to this team, right? It, it, it shows, you know, internally, you know, they can, they can rally on from this, right. And, and, and show that they can find a way to get control of games down, down, uh, and late in the, the clutch really. So, um, again, really, really good execution in the second half. And then also the ability to readjust right after coach Beard made those adjustments and Ole Miss made those adjustments and started coming at you quickly. You put Josh Gray in the game, you know, maybe a little bit more length to defend that mid range. Cause you were getting killed with it. And BJ Mack needed a rest as well. Somebody brought up, they were a little winded. Yeah, for sure. So the switch to the horse there, um, you know, towards the end, get BJ a little bit of break. I think that was big and just slowing them down. Right. I I've talked about this before about this team, you know, they're really good at kind of slowing the other team down on the defensive end. And so as soon as you saw Ole Miss go NASCAR, you saw South Carolina make the adjustments. They got the subs in, just kind of slow them down, create different looks. 
And yeah, Mike, it was, it was very, very close there at the end, but at the end of the day, you found a way to win. So looking at the stat sheet and then obviously more importantly, watching how the game is, I mean, the stat sheet tells the story, but I continue to be amazed with just the contributions for Miles Studi as he, you know, just came back from injury. And I say that because, and we've mentioned this before, Michi is a, is in a little bit of funk, right? I mean, he had he had a nice game the other uh, the other night against Georgia the other day, double digit points. But from a point standpoint, we've talked about this before. Michi, even when the points aren't there, he's continuing to find ways to contribute. Having said all that, you also need to find guys that can step up. And what Studi has done since being back has just been absolutely incredible. And those are the things; those are the things that continue to not just amaze me about this team, but continue to show you how dynamic they really are. This is not a one-trick pony team. If someone's having an off night, they have they have guys around to step up. There's obviously guys that you need to set the tone each night. We've talked about Michi, but certainly a guy like Talon uh, Cooper, what Cooper was doing on both ends. I mean, how many times have we friggin' said that? Did some good things offensively, two of four behind the arc tonight, 12 points. Did some good things defensively as well, but I, I just, I really, I can't keep saying this enough though, Joe, these guys, yeah. they understand what their role is. You don't see a guy out there trying to do too much. And again, if a guy like Michi Johnson, if he's struggling, I know we keep mentioning Michi, but you know what? Michi's one of the faces of this program. Oh yeah. If someone's not having a, a, a night, whether it be shooting or whatever the case may be, they're not trying to force things, right? I mean, they're going to take some shots, you know, shoot or shoot, right? But at the same time, they also understand, hey, you know what? We got some freaking guys around us. We got some dudes around us that can also make plays. And as much as South Carolina likes to shoot the three ball, you saw it tonight, 27 attempts around their average, 9 of 27. They also did some good things in the paint. And you've mentioned it before. Whether it be the horse, whether it be Josh Gray, and it doesn't even have to be the six points, but it's being able to go inside and being able to open up some shots. It could be cutters, right? It could be some some plays inside of the arc. Um, but there's also things going on where they're able to play inside out. They're not just depending on the deep ball, despite the fact that they are a team that yeah. likes to shoot a lot of threes, which that's just kind of where we are. We've talked about it before with in the pros. I mentioned this with, with the Celtics in particular. Joe Mazzulla, the head coach of the Celtics, has shared that one of the most important statistics to them is the number of three-point attempts they take per game. Analytics, of course, is changing sports, whether you like it or not. So I share that because other teams also believe in that philosophy. Not saying that South Carolina is that far on it. Like, okay, that's what we're doing. But at the same time, too, that's kind of where things are. Yeah, absolutely. And Mike, I'm glad you brought up Studi as well. You know, I was really impressed with him, uh, his ability to come off the bench, right? Um, I think he's, you know, valued to this team regardless if he's coming off the bench or starting, right? You need him in the lineup. He makes his team better. And I don't know if you could have won without him tonight. Um, so shout out to Studi for being able to be healthy, get back and, and make an impact in this game. If he finished with 12 points. Um, tied for second most on the team behind Talon. Um, like Craig said, those threes in the first half by Stu. Yeah. He did a lot of good things, but absolutely. especially those threes in the first half by him. Huge. Yeah, absolutely. And Craig, yeah, you make a great point there. 
you know, the threes in the first half. I don't, I, and again, that's how, you know, you jump out to that early lead and hold on to that lead. I, you know, if Ole Miss is chasing the pace as much as they were in that second half, the whole game, I don't know if, you know, you're sitting in this position right now. So, you know, again, Studi really, really helped control and force the tempo for the Gamecocks in that first half. And it, again, kept things rolling. Um, and it really, really helped you um, in that second half when you needed it the most and weren't shooting the best. Um, and Mike, I will say, one more thing, Dawn Staley did bring up the three-point shooting as well. She said, you know, when they're they're hitting, they're hitting, and, and, you know, they shoot a lot of threes and they can take them as well. But when they're not, they play good enough defense to kind of make up for it. And I think we saw that tonight, right? You went cold in the second half, and then the defense just stepped up when they needed to. Yep. Sure, it wasn't great, right? You couldn't stop the mid-range for a large portion of that second half. But, again, you got it done. You got done what you needed to do on the defensive end, and it made up for the poor shooting. Yeah, Todd Gwen mentions Michi still had a good game except for scoring. And like we mentioned just a little while ago, like we've been saying, even going back to that Tennessee game, after that game on the post-game show, Michi is selfless, right? He's the type of player when things aren't going to go his way, whether it be scoring, whatever the case may be. Obviously, it's easier to say about score. He doesn't put his head down. He just continues to find ways to make an impact. And that's kind of been the, the MO about this team just in general, right? You don't look at the stat sheet and some of the scoring tonight – Guys don't have to be lighting up the box score as far as points are concerned. You look at what they're doing from a rebound standpoint. You see what they're doing from an assist standpoint. And I know this sounds really just, you know, coach talk more than anything, but even things that don't show up in the in the stat sheet. I mean, some of the hustle on rebounds, um, you know, whether it be offensive rebounds, whether it be throwing picks and being able to create some of those opportunities to shoot the deep ball uh, behind the arc or being able to set up a guy cutting and being able to make things a little bit easier in the paint. South Carolina is doing the little things right now. And I think that, again, goes back to some of the things that we talked about the other day in your show, Joe, which is yeah. Lamont has these guys bought in. And it, it the toughest part is, the toughest part is, is being able to get these guys to buy in early into the season. They did that. Well, what happened? Well, the wind started to pile up. Once they got into conference play, what happened? Well, more fans started to go to games because now you're starting to win. You go back to the first two weeks of the season. I mean, it was like watching a uh, Tropical Thunder game. If you remember the movie Semi-Pro, right? I mean, yeah. no one in the stand. It's kind of like they're giving away corn dogs these days with the number of people going in. But that's that's a reflection of the success that obviously this team is having, but that doesn't happen unless these players buy in. So give credit to obviously Lamont, the players give credit to the people that went out to CLA tonight and have been going out for the last couple of weeks because that atmosphere, there's no question. There's no question. There is a home court advantage for the Gamecocks. And in a game like tonight, in a game like tonight, where you go out in the first half, you're leading by double digits, you come out, Ole Miss is able to go on a, on a run a couple of times, and they're able to cut the deficit to single digits. Then they cut it down. Now it's a three-point game. Are you going to tell me that the home court advantage, that the crowd didn't make an impact to just give those players just a little bit of, of a boost to finish strong? Because it certainly did. It certainly did. So give credit to the fans tonight. Over again, over 5,000 student tickets sold tonight. Just absolutely incredible. 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, I, I always say it on Twitter. I'm always impressed with the amount of people who make it out on a work night, on a school night. Tuesday nights are hard to get out for. Um, and so to be able to pack that place like you did, um, five more than 5,000 strong, shout out to Gamecock Nation for that. I mean, it's it really helps this team too. I mean, we've heard everyone on this team talk about it. Uh, Michi, most importantly, you know, if anybody's going to get going because of the crowd noise, it's going to be Michi Johnson, right? We've seen him hit big three after big three after big three when the crowd is, you know, rowdy. And sure, you know, Michi didn't have the best game tonight, but again, it's that atmosphere, right, over and over and over again that gives Michi those superpowers when you need it the most. Um, so, yeah, shout out to everyone who made it out to Colonial Life. Again, if you're just joining us, South Carolina earns their 20th win on the season, something that they have not been able to achieve since that final four season back during 2016-2017. And not to get too ahead of ourselves, but what also took place that year? Well, the Final Four was held in Phoenix, which is also the location for the Final Four this year. So a lot of deja vu happening right now, and I know Gamecock fans would love more of that deja vu to continue to happen, but obviously one step at a time. South Carolina proves the 20-3 and on the year. But also, in addition to that, with the win, the Gamecocks improved to 8-2 and two in conference play. As of right now, as we do this show, just a little before 9 o'clock on Tuesday, February 6th, the Gamecocks sit just a half game back in the SEC, a half game back from Alabama. Alabama, of course, gave South Carolina one of their two conference losses on the year. Alabama, at least for now, they are 8-1. The Gamecocks are 8-2 and two in SEC play. The Crimson Tide will take on Auburn tomorrow night in a massive game for multiple reasons. But as far as a Gamecock is concerned, if Auburn is able to beat Alabama, then you have a three-way tie atop the leaderboard in the SEC as the Gamecocks would move up to being tied for first with Bama and Auburn. And, of course, the Gamecocks have Auburn coming up next week. They'll be traveling out to Auburn on the 14th, so next Wednesday. That is an 8.30 game on the SEC Network. But before they take on the Tigers, they will be hosting Vanderbilt this weekend at 1 o'clock, also on the SEC Network. Here's the beauty, guys, at least right now. Every game for the Gamecocks here on out, it's on the Big Boy Channel. It's on the SEC Network. None of this ESPN Plus stuff. You got one ESPN 2 game which will be the home finale a month from now, March 6th against Tennessee, who currently is ranked number six in the land. But that's where we stand right now with that. Uh, we're going to be joined by our colleague in a little bit. Jack Veltry is finishing up post-game press conference. The players just wrapped up. Lamont Paris is about to take the stage shortly. And Lamont is up there as we speak. So when Jack joins us, we will get you guys caught up as far as what was said in that post-game press conference, what some of the players had to say, what Lamont had to say, and we will be able to continue on our way. As again, the South Carolina Gamecocks earned their 20th win on the year. What a time right now to be in Columbia. I mean, I'm kind of speechless. I don't know what more to say at this point. No, Obviously, they have a lot of work left ahead of them, Joe, but at the same time, too, here's the beauty. You, me, Psycho Monkey Q, J Diz, everyone yeah. else. We're not, we're not, we're not playing these games. We can look ahead. This team, the people in that building, yeah, continue to take it one game at a time. For us, man, 
enjoy it. Enjoy the big picture. Enjoy these conversations about potential SEC regular season crowd uh, crowns and all that. Enjoy it. Enjoy it because it's been a long, long time since we've been able to have these conversations. Having said all that, Joe, having said all that, I believe I looked it up. I think actually someone else mentioned it too with the Ken Palm. Yeah, I understand that the movement might not be what I mean, if they don't move at all, they don't move up that much, whatever the case may be. And because obviously, and I say that because there's, there'll be some games tomorrow and that could have an impact sometimes too, right? You have like a wave effect as I like to call it. But bottom line is you just keep winning. You keep winning these games. I understand that there's metrics involved, but you look at what South Carolina has coming up. You have Auburn after this Vanderbilt game and Vanderbilt, of course, they've been struggling in conference play. I think it was just last week. They are in their first conference win of the season. Yep. But at the same time, too, you should be going into Auburn next week at with 21 wins. You should. You should. Obviously, again, can't sleep on Vandy, but you should. You should be going in there. Yep. What what is your what is your just your feel right now for this team as far yeah. as you know I, I know they have that 15 next to them, mm-hmm. but where can they continue to get better so that they could be a team that continues the climb, whether it be in the rankings, whether it be in Ken Palm, whatever the case may be. Yeah, Mike, uh, to get better. I mean, this team, obviously I think big red asked this question. I did want to bring this up. Does the 17 point lead that dropped to a three point win concern you? No, I don't think it does, but it's something you have to watch out for. Right. I think, you know, the mid range game was something that, you know, Ole Miss really didn't lean on in the first half. And then they brought it out in the second half. So it's a scouting thing. Right. Um, I think they're going to learn from this, right. They, they learn from the 17 point lead. And I also saw somebody in here saying that that's basketball. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It doesn't really concern me in the long run um, for this team. I think, you know, for them to continue on the, the path that they're playing, they just need to continue to play as a team, right? Keep yeah. that buy-in. And it, it helps when you're winning. It's very easy to do when you're winning and you're getting all this national recognition. And then also, I think I'll go as far as to say, you know, you're far enough into the season where it's going to be really hard to lose buy-in at this point. Um, you, you know, granted, you might lose a little if things completely go off the track, but, um, you know, buy-in is big, especially at this point. So you got to just keep it all together, right? Even if you do drop a game or two, uh, just holding it together, right? Knowing that you're a better basketball team than you were if you do wind up losing a game, right? Because that happens. It was basketball, like we talked about. Um, so, I mean, this team, I mean, things to tune up from this one. Yeah, obviously, um, you, you you would hope um, to get those subs in a little bit quicker and make that adjustment against Ole Miss um, to their adjustments a little bit quicker. But in terms of, you know, in the long run and what I want to see from this team going forwards is you just got to stay bought in, right? Because if you can stay bought in, it helps you on the defensive end, number one. And then obviously that translates into offensive success. When you're making stops, you get easier buckets in transition. And then, I mean, one thing I was impressed with, Mike, is is this offense's ability to kind of put the car in neutral when you needed to, right? Yeah. They had a couple of possessions in that second half where it was just go, 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 go. And Ole Miss was trying to hammer it away. And then, like, it was, I think, two or three possessions left really in the game. And then you saw South Carolina put the breaks on. There were two or three wide open shots that they could have taken, could have forced it. And, you know, maybe would have missed them, maybe would have made them. But I mean, what they did was, I mean, putting the car in neutral, right. And, and just kind of stalling the game out, controlling it at your own pace, even when you're only up by three at that point to be able to do that. It takes, you know, a lot of composure. 
Um, and I think this team has it. And again, Mike, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's buy-in. You got to stay bought in and stay focused too. I mean, right. You're getting all of this, you know, national attention. And I think, you know, this team wants to be ranked higher because they know they can be, um, especially sitting at second in the sec, but, um, you know, just stay motivated. You can't get complacent now, right. That everyone's talking about you and, you know, knowing Lamont and knowing this team so far, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to doubt that at this point. So real quick, psycho monkey. I think you misheard what I said. Uh, what I was trying to get at is the notion that we can't look ahead. We can have fun with it. Have fun with it. I just looked at whatever names was on the side. I saw that you were one of the last people to comment. So I was like, Psycho, Monkey, Craig, Jay Diz. What I was saying is we can all have fun with this. And you guys are having fun with this. You're just the name that popped. What but, you know, what, what's going to happen is th- this team's going to continue to take one game at a time. And they should, right? I mean, but for all of us on the outside of it, on the outside of it, we're going to have fun with it. We're going to look ahead. We're going to talk about potentially SEC regular season crowds. That's what I was saying. I don't know if you played basketball back in the day. I don't know if that's what you thought I was saying. That's what I meant. We can all have fun with this. Someone on the uh, message board actually mentioned that. Said all that matters is the is the game coming up in three hours against Ole Miss. I mean, unless you're lacing them up or unless you're drawing up the plays, it really doesn't matter if you're locked in or not. I hate to break it to you. You know, you going to Colonial Life Arena with your headband on, uh, with your gym shorts, it's not going to make a difference. Smile. Smile. Enjoy this. Let the team obviously do that uh, with the one-game-at-a-time mentality, and rightfully so. And for the rest of us, let's continue just to enjoy the big picture of it all, which is this is something that hasn't happened in quite some time. Uh, So much so. That if I bring up, this is one of my my favorite sites to go to when it comes to checking not just Gamecock stats, um, college basketball, NFL does a good job to, with it too, but it's not updated quite yet, so that's why you don't see that 20 up there quite yet. But just look at where South Carolina has been the last couple of years. And you just look at what South Carolina, I mean, it really is incredible. I mean, we're talking going back to, going back to, shoot, 2006, 2007, there's only been one, two, three, three other seasons where South Carolina has had at least 20 wins. Now, of course, if you look at that final four year, the Gamecocks were able to finish with 26 wins in the regular season or not, excuse me, not 26 wins in the regular season, 26 wins overall. The 2015-16 year, which I know many people felt that the Gamecocks were snubbed from the NCAA tournament, they finished with 25 wins that year. We're sitting here February 6th, and the Gamecocks already have 20 wins. 20 wins. I think, Joe, they have eight more uh, regular season games to go. So obviously that doesn't include the SEC tournament that doesn't include postseason play. There's a there's a strong possibility that they could be rewriting the record books as far as what's took place, what's took place over the last couple seasons here. And if you really want to go back in time and try to figure out the last time when South Carolina had um, a, a season like this, you don't have to because that final four year. And again, I know some people get tired of hearing about. Frank and reality is, is that's where the bar has been set. Well, things are slowly starting to change, right? You get ranked for the first time, like I said, in seven years. Uh, you're you're in company with that Final Four team as far as wins are concerned. 
there's a possibility that they could beat that. Now, you look at the schedule, tough schedule still. Um, we mentioned, of course, having to go to Auburn. Still have to play Tennessee again. You got to play Ole Miss again. And Ole Miss, of course, that game will be in Oxford. So I, I don't want to get too crazy as far as, all right, hey, what will USC's final record be? But the bottom line is they're putting themselves in position to have those conversations, just like they're in position right now to talk about them potentially going for the SEC regular season ground. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I think Lamont obviously is working himself big red for coach of the year. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Enough, think, with the, enough with the SEC coach of the yeah, year. I, oh, I think I that's a lot. I agree. I, agree. I think that's yeah, a lot. Unless, unless, unless South Carolina just throws up on themselves yeah. to end the year. Yep, I, I think the conversation oh. has to be shifted now from SEC Coach of the Year. Now let's talk about National Coach of the Year because of what he's been able to do. I mean, a team that had 11 freaking wins. 11 yeah. freaking wins. And real quickly, real quickly, I want to bring this up because I've had it above my head. For those of you who may find this interesting, talk about Kim Palm rating, ranking, strength of schedule, all that stuff. Clemson currently leads, and I know a lot of Gamecock fans, they don't want to ever pull for Clemson. Having said that, though, when it can help you, you look at things a little bit differently. Clemson currently leads right now 77-72 to with 90 seconds to go at Chapel Hill against the number three-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. So I bring that up because, you know, I know Gamecock fans don't, ever want to say go Clemson and I don't blame you having said that though it helps you so we'll see what can happen right now but Clemson right now trying to find a way to pull this one out just over a minute ago we'll keep you posted leading by five with the ball as they try to take down the Tar Heels the number three ranked Tar Heels in the land yeah absolutely no I mean same thing with I mean rooting for everybody on your schedule strength of schedule certainly helps but I mean at the end of the day, South Carolina controls their own destiny. And uh, like we talked about on my show, Mike, they are very firmly in at this point. And you would need, again, I'm knocking on wood here, a colossal collapse to to not make it into the tournament. And I, I don't think that's that's in their future, right? I think this team is going to be just fine in terms of the tournament. Um, But, yeah, absolutely. Craig makes a great point. Give Coach Paris his flowers 100%. Because, I mean, we talk about the surprise from, oh, last year's team to this year's team. I think it's time to stop being surprised. I think, you know, we just, like Mike said, appreciate this for what it is, right? I think if South Carolina were in the same position that Ole Miss were in, yeah, I think the surprise narrative would, would kind of hold true. But this team is far better in a way than just a pleasant surprise from what last year's team was. This team is is it's a shocker, right? Like it, you at this point just appreciate it for what it is, like Mike was saying, because your game cocks are I think forty one now, forty one and three now, or forty two and three, because uh, both or forty. I think it's forty one because the women's team is twenty one and zero. Um, but yeah, forty one and three now, which is crazy. Basketball runs through Columbia, South Carolina. I'm telling you. Uh, good times right now in, in Columbia, South Carolina. There could be some good times up in the upstate, too. Clemson currently leading 78-72. Uh, I can't remember the last time that we did one of these shows, if ever, and we were giving what it feels like updates on Clemson trying to win a basketball game in the manner in which we're doing right now. Clemson shooting a three from the corner. It's off the mark. 
North Carolina has it under 30 seconds to go, trailing by six. And we'll just keep you posted as far as the final score. 23.6 seconds ago, Clemson currently leading by six. They get fouled. So, look, bottom line is this. Clemson goes on, gets the win, right? Or if they don't, let's say they, they choke somehow. Regardless, bottom line is, if you're South Carolina, like we mentioned before, continue. Continue just do what you're doing. Obviously, it helps to get help, right? You go out there. You're able to continue to strengthen that strength of schedule, quad wins, all that kind of stuff. If if Clemson's able to win, that loss against Clemson looks a little bit better. Uh, you look at, of course, what's going on tomorrow. We talk about the impact that could take place if Auburn's able to pull off the upset of Alabama. But at the end of the day, continue to control the things that you can. Clemson gets the ball with 23 seconds to go leading by five. We'll give you an update as soon as this game wraps up. I think we're just waiting now for Jack. Jack yeah. must be listening to a uh, goodness. He's given a, a novel out there tonight. Uh, yeah. Lamont Paris in that post-game press conference. But you know what? He's earned it. In the meantime, though, let's go hit some ads real quick, and then we'll get Jack on the other side. Tax season's right around the corner, Joe. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Tax anxiety is an uncertain feeling you get right before doing your taxes, but you don't have to go through it alone. The tax team at Liberty Tax in Irmo, Lexington, and Columbia will walk you through the process, clear up any confusion, and guarantee you'll get the biggest possible refund or your money back. It's tax time. If you're in a hurry for your refund, call in the tax team at Liberty Tax. Fast, accurate, and guaranteed. On the other hand, if you think you might be owing Uncle Sam, talk to the Liberty Tax team to make sure you're not paying more than you should owe. They'll find every possible deduction for you. Locally owned and operated, staffed by tax professionals from your neighborhood. Open 9 to 9 on weekdays and 9 to 5 on Saturdays with multiple service options. Start through the Liberty Tax mobile app or through the desktop portal. Make an appointment or just walk in. Give a call to upload your tax documents. And when you come in, your return will be ready to review and sign. Give them a call on your screen right now. And for those listening, 803-462-5576. Once again, 803-462-5576. For all of your tax needs this tax season. And today's show is also brought to you by our good friend Clint Hammond over at the Movement Mortgage. If you're in the process of purchasing a home looking for the lowest rate on the market, Clint and his team do an outstanding job. That's why when Wes Mitchell, as well as former Gamecock quarterback and Captain Perry Orth, when both of those guys were looking for homes for their family, who did they call? They called Clint Hammond, and they were able to find that home and homes that they were looking for. And it made the process a heck of a lot easier as well. Give Clint a call. That number is 803-771-6933. Again, we're waiting on Jack. Waiting on Jack. Not waiting on Joe for anyone out there that remembers that Steve. Oh, goodness. I should remember this. Steve Azar song, Waiting on Joe. Never heard of that song, Joe? Whoosh, Go look at that yeah, song. Right kind on, of a right sad on. song. I will be, kind of I'll, sad. Be doing, I'll be doing some Spotify research. Some people remember Steve Azar from um, uh, I Just Want to Be Me Till Monday. You know, I don't have to be me till Monday. You know, shout out to Steve <laughs> in the beautiful city of Greenville, Mississippi. Had the opportunity to meet him when he was over there, and that's where I linked up with the pastor of pain, P.O.P., Corey Miller, playing in that celebrity golf tournament. That I was covering. Yeah. All right. Waiting on Jack. But again, South Carolina, in the meantime, just rehashing everything. South Carolina gets the win tonight. And I, the other thing, too, Joe, 
when we look ahead to some of these matchups, we did a story today on Gamecock Central. If you're not a subscriber to GC, head on over there. Just $1 for the first month. Get all your insider information, not just basketball. Baseball season's right around the corner. Obviously, plenty of updates as far as the transfer portal goes and recruiting when it comes to football and all sports. Head on over to GC to be able to get all that. But one thing that I did today, I was just interested. I was interested in seeing some of the matchups that South Carolina has moving forward. And obviously, these numbers will change based on a couple things. Well, of course, what took place tonight. Well, South Carolina won. So numbers can always change moving forward. And those numbers are ESPN's analytics for their early favorites, right, when they're predicting these games. So just looking ahead here, looking ahead here, South Carolina, 95% chance of them winning against Vanderbilt. Uh, Auburn is favorite to win that game at 89.9%. So those are the next two games. And again, those numbers could be a little bit off now that South Carolina won because I'm sure they update them immediately after the game. But these are what the numbers said prior to tonight. I wouldn't be shocked to see that game against Auburn go down just a little bit for Auburn. But I still think Auburn's going to be heavy favorites in that game simply because, number one, you're playing at Auburn. And Auburn's been having a hell of a year, and it's not going to surprise Gamecock fans when we say this, but despite the fact that you're 20-3, and the number 15 team in the land, there's still going to be people out there that don't believe in you for whatever reason. Okay, you know what? Screw it. That's fine. That's fine. And as I say this, Clemson takes a six-point lead with under five seconds to go. The Tigers are going to pull off the upset of the number three ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. A win that will help South Carolina. Again, it's so weird to say it's good to see the Tigers win. I'm sure for many Gamecock fans, but that's where we are right now is North Carolina calls a timeout with just under four seconds to go down seven. Um, unless Drake Mays out there and I don't know of something, I don't know. I don't know why they did that. I think that game is all but over. You know, Drake May can't even save you here. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And that game is over, I believe, as RL says. Um, yeah, Big Red and Hey, College Basketball Worlds, in the words of the late great Toby Keith, how you like me now? Absolutely. State, or I, I wouldn't say, not necessarily a statement win, but a very good win over an Ole Miss team that, again, is probably going to make the tournament. Um, if, if they, you know, continue to do their job. And if you're a South Carolina fan, you hope they do, right? You need Ole Miss to win out and make the tournament. Uh, certainly helps your your stats and stuff um, and, and whatnot and, and your chances to make the tournament as well. So definitely a big deal as we wait yep. for Jack. Yep, just waiting for Jack to hop on with us. Yep. And then we'll Give wrap up. Yep. yep. And that's the ball game. Clemson pulls off the win. They take care of North Carolina 80-76. to 76. I know that some people are probably following along, but maybe you weren't. Maybe you're on in the car or whatever. Maybe you're at the bar and you're paying attention to the GC Live postgame show and you're watching on your phone. No, it's, it's, it's going to have mixed – people are going to have mixed feelings. People are going to have mixed feelings on this. I mean, I think it helps. It's- Right, RL says rooting for Clemson to win is unnatural. That's a good point. 
I mean, RL, even for me, from, I guess, another name, uh, like I, I rooting for Clemson has always been unnatural um, for, for the intern over here. So, yeah, I, I agree. It's hard. It's hard. That's college basketball season, Mike. You, you, sometimes you got to root for teams that you don't want to to help you out, right? That's how it works. Yep. So maybe Jack got lost. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what's going on here. Shoot him attacks. Oh, yeah, he's coming. All right. Uh, again, Jack Veltri works with us here. Gamecock Central does an outstanding job. He's going to be hopping on with us, and we're going to get an update, an update on what was said in that post-game press conference with Lamont Paris as well as the players. <laughs> Trey Daniel says, God forgive me for my sins, go Taters. You're absolved of your sins, Mr. Mr. Daniel. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Another one. A line must be drawn, Mike. I hear you. I hear you. No one's telling you to put on the orange and purple tonight, but they'll take the win. And joining us from CLA is the one and only Jack Veltry. Jack, I know you just had an opportunity to listen to Lamont of the players. What was your biggest takeaway from what they had to say tonight after the Gamecocks earned their 20th win on the season? Thanks for having me, guys, as always. Um, But, uh, yeah, the takeaway was just another night in the SEC, right? Another gritty game uh, that really was wire to wire there in the second half. And, uh, you know, they found a way to get the, get the job done. And I think the reaction was, um, you know, I think th- this was one of the lines that I really, you know, really stood out to me was, you know, Colin Murray Boyles talking about the ranking and stuff and, you know, calling it cute, but at the same time, it really doesn't matter. I think, you know, they have a bigger goal in mind and that's, to, you know, keep winning games and ultimately try to win the SEC, which, in my opinion, is a real possibility at this point. I mentioned this to Joe earlier in the program. You look back to last season, so many games that were decided by six points or less in South Carolina really struggled to find ways to win those games. This season, USC has done a really, really good job. If you go back and look at that statistic, I bring that up because in a game like tonight, South Carolina, a lot of good, good things were happening to them in the first half, leading by double digits at the half. Ole Miss, they go on a run. They do some good things. They force some turnovers in the second half. But yet the Gamecocks were still able to find a way to get the W, and at the end of the day, just keep winning, right? Continue to win. Continue to pile up those uh, those, those statistics that you need from a net standpoint. Get some wins from Clemson, too. That also helps. But I bring that up, though, Jack, because what was your sense of how – Lamont came across tonight obviously he's happy about the win but did he seem more relieved than anything or just what was just that sense in comparison to some of the press conferences that you've covered with him earlier this season it could have been a lot worse I think I think he was uh it wasn't so much like a like we like we got the win thank god all that sort of stuff I think they you know they expect to win at this point right I mean they it's no it's not an accident at this point that they're 20 and three uh, they're a good team and I think they know that and like I said before the goal is to win every game and I think Lamont was just happy to get another win um, as tough as it might be um, you know obviously not happy about almost blowing a 17 point lead. Um, But the fact that it got down to three and they were able to hold on and chip away and find ways to make some big plays in the final minutes there. I think that's uh, something he was really excited to see. Jack, I ask you every week about the atmosphere at colonial life. You were there again on a school night. Um, What what was CLA like? How, How much was it jumping tonight? 
the question is not what was it like it's more like you know what was it not like it was it was insane tonight right i think just crazy i think from the start you could feel like okay white out you know it's going to be crazy i think the blackout really gave you a good idea of what it was probably going to be like mm-hmm. um but again these fans they i mean they show up it's it's empty in here now but it was uh i mean it was loud as can be um uh, i think just every play uh was fans going nuts and um you know every shot that south carolina made crazy and then every turnover you just hear the fans getting underneath almost the skin and it really felt that way in the first half definitely like south carolina was definitely playing better because of this crowd and stuff um obviously the second half was a little tighter a little little closer but obviously that's kind of what you kind of would expect hopefully because Ole Miss I mean despite losing tonight this is still a team that has made tremendous strides if it weren't for how good South Carolina has been playing I think Ole Miss would probably be the talk of the town right now with just the turnaround because you got to remember Ole Miss was at the bottom of the barrel last year in the SEC as well Um, I'm not sure if they were as bad as I can't remember if they were as bad as South Carolina last year but regardless they're making a turnaround and Chris Beard has this team going in the right direction but to be able to chip away and make enough big plays in the end, you got this home this home crowd supporting you. I don't think it gets much better than that. No question yeah. about it. Jack, any final thoughts for me before we wrap things up? Yeah. Uh, first off, thanks for holding it down tonight, guys. Uh, you know, I know numbers probably weren't as probably weren't as big as last week, but you know, I really appreciate everyone tuning in and stuff, and uh, you know, watching these guys do their thing. It uh, it's. It's not a one-man effort, anything. You know, it's a, it's five or six of us tonight doing the work, and uh, it really goes to show what a team we have here. But uh, speak, speaking of on-the-court stuff, just, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, just just another great game, man. I think, like I keep saying, they, they find a way every game. Tennessee, it's holding on in that game and, you know, playing really good defensively. Saturday, it's making a 10, you know, a double-digit comeback and really making a change in the second half defensively to win that game. And then you ultimately win by 10. And then tonight, it's you're really playing well offensively in the first half, but then things kind of go awry in the second half. But yet, it's it's the complementary brand of basketball where you're able to make enough plays defensively and also get the key shots to go ahead and find a way to win. So that that's the identity of this team. They find a way every game, and they continue to prove people wrong. So, Well... Got a game this weekend where you should win, but like you said, you got to come out. You got to be ready to play. Joe and I talked about this before. You have a target on your back, and it continues to get bigger and bigger with every win. And South Carolina, again, gets their 20th win on the season as they hold off Ole Miss tonight over at CLA 68-65. Jack, appreciate you hopping on with us, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jack. All right, Jack Veldry. Oh, Man. Gamecock Central joining us tonight. All right, Joe, let's wrap things up. Final thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah, final thoughts from this one. I mean, kind of echoing what Jack said. I mean, this team found a way to win tonight, right? Huge game from Colin Murray Boyles. Um, and, and you know, you, you, you don't want anything more out of your freshman, right? I mean, he's exceeded all expectations, and I think this is – you know, a true coming out party for him. Right. Um, I, I think it, he was huge tonight um, when you needed him the most BJ and Michi didn't have the best night shooting. Talon didn't have the best night shooting. Um, but man, oh man, Colin Murray boils 
what a performance um, when you needed him the most, right? Um, and, and shout out to Lamont Paris. He continues to lead this team in the right direction. It's time to stop acting. I mean, I, we can act surprised all we want, but I mean, at this point, that that's kind of worn off. I, I don't know if any of us could have ever comprehended how good this team is at this point, right at the beginning of the season. So, you know, South Carolina basketball, 41 and three, I believe. So, uh, you know, appreciate it for for while it's here. Um, and, and college basketball runs through Columbia and, and they're going to continue that. And Lamont Paris, again, continuing to do the right things from here on out. Obviously, um, you want to keep keep things up against Vanderbilt. You're at home against Vandy. And then you go on the road next Tuesday at Auburn. Got to win that one. Um, that'll be a really, really, really close game. I'm interested to see. But again, got to take care of business against Vandy. Yeah, my biggest takeaway, and we talked about it before, is just continuing to find ways to win these close games something that they really struggled with last year. And I know last year is last year, but at the same time, too, there's a lot of players on this team that are back. You obviously have some new faces, too, from the transfer portal, nine new faces altogether. But the point being is they understand how close they were last year to having, shoot, probably another like four wins, five wins. And I think being able to go through the struggles that they went with, they went through last year, Obviously, it was going to be an uphill battle going into the season. We knew that. But to go through that, the players that are back meshing with the new players this year, they've been able to get over that hump and just continuing to look calm in these situations, these close games. As we inch closer and closer to the SEC tournament, eight regular season games to go, March Madness right around the corner too. And notice how we're not even just talking about, hey, NCAA tournament, you know, this team could be make no. That's that that's that's a given right now. That's a given. And it's not to jinx this team, it's not, but it's to show you how quickly the bar continues to go up. The expectations continue to rise. So I say that to say this is a team, this is a team that when you look at what they've been able to do, they've been battle-tested. And as we get closer towards the end of the regular season, heading into the conference tournament, heading into the NCAA tournament, how many games get decided by a couple points? Whether it be free throws, whether it be protecting the basketball, no dumb turnovers, right? Those little things in those close games, that can make the difference. And with South Carolina experiencing it as much as they have, maybe aging some people in the process. Maybe some people are going to have to take their heart medication just a little bit more tomorrow or tonight. This is a team that can just continues to find a way, continue to find a way. It does not have to be pretty. This is not a beauty pageant. This is not a beauty pageant. Just continue to find ways, and they did that tonight. Well, we appreciate everyone that tuned in tonight. If you missed any of our show, you want to, Rewatch it, maybe, or rewatch parts of it. Head on over to the Gamecock Central YouTube page where you can also subscribe for free. Hit that little bell icon so you get an alert to your phone every time a GC Live show drops or any other Gamecock Central video is uploaded to YouTube. In addition to that, if you're a podcast listener, head on over to the Gamecock Central Podcast Network where you can get all of these shows directly to your phone, directly to your laptop, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, you'll also get the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour on 107.5 The Game and the Garnet Trust Hour on 107.5 on that podcast network. He's intern Joe. I'm Mike Yuva. Appreciate everyone that tuned in tonight. Enjoy the win, and it's good to say this one again, too.
No need to mix in a water, Columbia. Be safe, and we'll see you later on in the week. South Carolina takes on Vanderbilt back at CLA on Saturday. We'll catch you after the game.